You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. America's Web Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio, and we're glad to have you tuned in today. And uh, we've got one of our favorite guests on, Mr. J.C. Taylor himself, Mr. Bob Wallace. And uh, we hope that you're having a good day. And uh, as most folks might guess, we're gonna, we've are gonna we been talking to a lot of our special folks about um, what's happening with them regarding... Uh, all the shutdown, the virus, the this, the that, and uh, where we are today. So, Bob, welcome to America's Web Radio. Dave, uh, good morning to everybody. Hey, Bob. Uh, good morning. Morning, especially to uh, Jim and Steve. And uh, anxious to uh, and excited to uh, chat with you guys today. Yeah, boy, this hobby sure is going undergoing some changes right now, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think we see some changes out there. Uh, hopefully, some it's mostly temporary. <laughs> yes, I hope so too. But uh, we'll 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 uh, we can chat chat about the uh, uh, impact of the COVID and uh, so forth on the hobby and uh, from our perspective. Yeah, from from your perspective, what what you know, and this is this is a direct effect. And the last Hemmings, for example. Uh, looking at the the um, uh, in the front where they you know the the colored pages section where they they list all of the auctions and I I really noticed that the last issue had all the Monterey auctions in and and the prices are if you you know they always they always tell you you know uh, average selling price and what it sold for. And and you see the prices are down uh, on most cars, uh, anywhere from thirty to fifty percent. I, I you you see that, and this directly affects you and your business. What do you see that as a temporary thing or a, a permanent shift in the values of this stuff? Yeah, I I think it's it's temporary. Uh, we've got two things going on. I think we've got the shutdown from the COVID and we saw also as a result of that um, all the auctions and, and um, uh, any any place that has a uh, gathering of a lot of people, all those have been basically shut down at least temporarily. So that that's, uh, that's impacting on it. Uh, I do remember back in 2008 when we had the financial crisis that um, going out to um, just right after it went out to the Scottsdale auction for Barrett Jackson and so forth and in that auction uh, we were in an elevator with this one guy at the hotel and he said oh man did I get a steal today you know because uh, the price on, on what he was lit was some kind of a uh, muscle car I think that he, would, he bought and he got it for like 30% or 40% less than what he expected you know so those are the kind of things that are probably going on right now out there. Uh, although we don't have any auctions going on, uh, most of what you see is probably in the uh, the Hemmings uh, uh, area where they have the uh, cars for sale. That is where you would notice some uh, well, maybe like, some differences in the values of the cars. 
Like, here's a 40 Ford convertible. Uh, looks like a really nice car. Selling price was 26800 Average selling price is 53 I mean, whoa, you know, now's the time. If you're looking for something, now is the time to go for it. I don't think you're going to, it's going to be a long time for you're going to, and this was at Bottoms, and they usually have uh, super high quality stuff. Bob, I noticed a couple of these companies are talking about going online and doing virtual auctions like uh, Bring a Trailer's doing. Have you heard anything more about that? Yeah, I think some of them have. Um, uh, there's um, a couple that have advertised it and uh, probably have done some uh, some amount of business on, on uh, the virtual uh, basis. Uh, it's it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. No, no. Especially when you want to touch it, feel it, and yeah. stick it. And don't don't forget about kind of smelling stuff, it. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's tougher to do that on the virtual uh, situation, but um, I think there's a cer- certain amount of that going on, um, only because it's the only uh, game in town. You know. Yes. Yeah. You know. And uh, and so yeah, we 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 see the, those kinds of things. Bob, some. Uh, just from a uh, uh, an insurance standpoint, uh, we haven't seen as many endorsements uh, where people have bought cars. Uh, we see a little bit of a uh, downturn in uh, new business because people aren't buying new cars. Uh, we're getting into the hobby for the first time or buying insurance for an antique car for the first time. Not much, but it is down a little bit. Um, but I think in the last week we saw saw it uh, picking up again. So maybe there's some hope here for this thing to start uh, turning around a little bit, and uh, and the hobby uh, can get back to uh, doing what it enjoys doing, you know. And uh, yeah, well, we're hoping that that happens. Bob, I think I think something that we keep stressing, uh, both on our social media as well as here at the station, is that even in in the height of it there is still business out there and the person that uh, we have a saying when things are good advertise when things are bad advertise more and there is business and there is business in this hobby uh, in this business and uh, you just got to be aggressive and go after it and innovative that's the other thing and i think this is one thing that america is the greatest about is innovation whether it's virtual reality whatever uh, uh, AI whatever it is um, we we will creatively go after that business and uh, that's that's how the radio station feels that there is business out there and we've had to make some changes because you know we had some people um, drop back because well I can't open my store why should I advertise and um, that's a hard argument to to fight, you know. But yeah, Dave, I I agree. I mean, uh, we we started to uh, react to this thing back in uh, mid March. Uh, it took us about uh, ten days uh, to get everybody out and operating remotely. Uh, but during that time, uh, I had half of the people still in the office. Uh, you know, answering the phone and, and doing service for um, for the for the customers and for the hobby, and 
uh, we didn't see a, a whole lot of downturn in, in the uh, uh, in the need from uh, our customers to chat with us about services that they needed. You know, so they were there uh, <laughs> and they're still there, and uh, we've noticed that it really hasn't dropped off that much. You know, I must say, uh, I've still thought- a big. Uh, uh, there's still a big need for for us to be there and and to uh, respond to our customers in in all different ways, whether it's an endorsement or whether it's a uh, new piece of business or uh, uh, on the on the other side, if they, if there's a claim. I mean, we've also had claims during this time too. So, uh, has that been uh, off for you? Chat about that a little bit too, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> has the claims been off for you with uh, with all of this? The activities sort of. Diminished? Yeah, I go, yeah, you know, not so, so much. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you, are people using their uh, cars, their collectibles, Bob? I know Steve and I are, and I just wondered. Yeah, I think what we've noticed is people uh, have taken the opportunity, especially back in the beginning of this thing, to go out and start futzing around doing some of the things that they had <laughs> promised themselves oh, yeah. to do for a long time. <laughs> I, I call uh, it the Mon Park Kettle List. The cars and <laughs> yeah. they went out and started touching the cars. Sometimes it didn't work out too good and we had a claim. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess the one thing about uh, all of this staying at home and, and working from home and all, I've talked to more women in their homes than I think I ever have in my life. I'm not going there. <laughs> Good for you, Dave. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Okay, okay next. <laughs> uh, now, now back to the the, the value stuff is you know I have eight eight cars insured with you. Uh, do you think does he get a fleet rate, Bob? I I, what I, do, I do have I'm a sure special. I have a special something. That, I can't remember what you guys call it, but there's something. But anyway. Let's just pick pick my my uh, thirty seven Cadillac. Uh, do you think that you guys are going to start looking at at people with cars and say, you know, the average price or value of that car has dropped at this time, so we're no long, you know, we're, we're going to to uh, uh, have to drop the valuation of your car, what we'll insure it for. I just wonder, you know, if that that's a possibility from your end and your your deal with these values dropping, or are you just going to let it ride? Well, I think generally speaking, uh, we'll leave it up to the customer to check with us, and uh, usually what, what they're doing is every time they uh, renew the policy, we send them a uh, suggestion that they review the values and um, certainly give us a call uh, if they think they need changes and uh, that change could be either up or down um, so uh, you know we see both both of those kinds of things happening uh, on a regular basis and uh, to tra- tell you the truth now we, de- we haven't gotten too many people that have wanted to lower the value I guess maybe psychologically they're thinking it's going to come back like you're investment portfolio has come back and then dropped again but uh <laughs> it's it's almost like that you know it's almost like your investment portfolio uh that's going to go up and down uh on a regular basis and uh i think what we'll see is if this continues to be a factor we'll see more and more people uh or we'll hear from more and more people um asking if if they should consider dropping the values of their cars 
Do you, do you think it it will be more muscle car people and maybe try five Chevys and stuff that will drop? Well, I think what's going to happen is uh, folks that would be concerned would be those folks that have um, higher-value cars, and there's a significant drop there. You know, there's not going to be a whole lot of difference between, you know, if you have a $10,000 car and and what's happening now. Right. Uh, But if you have a $100,000 car uh, and you're dropping uh, the same percentage, then that could be significant in terms of, savings and premium if somebody is concerned about that you know yeah yeah that's a good point have you uh had any unfortunate uh situations with the uh, riots you know um i uh, checked with uh my uh, claims department uh on a daily basis when we were going through that and uh and also, we had uh, discussions with the insurance company and so forth as to what was going on. And uh, knock on wood, we had no claims during that whole thing. Fantastic. Uh, I think uh, it's probably a couple things. One is that um, uh, chances of somebody taking their antique car to a uh, riot is probably pretty <laughs> slim. Yeah, uh, I think so. But yeah. uh, <laughs> except for Steve, he was down there. He thought he was going to get a free pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you would expect to, you know, all over the country and everything uh, that we would have had something, but we got nothing. So, uh, so that was good. Yeah, um, right. Well, and, and then. Uh, there was also a question um, with regard to the to the riots as to coverage and so forth. And uh, what's happening with that is that um, um, there's a lot of uh, concern about, uh, of course, the damage that were done, were done to buildings and, and uh, businesses and so forth. And uh, depending on the insurance company and, and the contract. Uh, sure those kinds of claims were responded to uh, according to uh, what was in the contract and and, um, and what the insurance companies had decided to do in terms of defining the language and uh, all that kind of thing. So but I think uh, uh, basically I think the insurance companies would have responded posit- positively, in other words, honored claims in those situations. Well, when you get into things like the fires in California and, of course, the floods we've had with the hurricanes, that's an unusual situation, and, and you, you, you pretty much have to handle those on an individual basis, don't you? Yeah, I think those are more common uh, than uh, than this. Okay. Um, you know, we, we of right. course, had them back in the 70s, I guess, late 60s and 70s. We had those, those types of riots, but... Uh, uh, where it was, you know, pretty much across the country, but um, uh, you know, this is uh, this is a little bit different, and um, there is always a question uh, on any particular claim as to whether it's going to be covered until they actually look into what happened and uh, and look into the language and compare it to the situation. You know, right? Uh, if you're talking about a flood, then generally speaking, almost all that would be covered. And, talking about a fire uh that's pretty common uh to be uh covered unless you don't have any insurance uh, <laughs> but uh, uh those are those things uh 
the fires and the floods uh, and so forth are uh, are are pretty pretty much a common thing, and, and uh, companies respond to those very readily. There's there's uh, this one. Um, the companies, in some cases, depending on the language in their contract, could have had opportunities if they wanted to to uh, to be difficult about it. But uh, I think, generally speaking, I've, I haven't heard too much negativity in that area. So they probably have responded. Um, let's just put it this way: maybe they responded politically if there was a question about whether there's coverage or not, and they did it in a positive way. You know. Good. Bob, Good. How, how have your folks, uh, and I haven't spoken with other businesses, particularly your size, how have your folks taken to uh, working from home? Yeah, I think it's been, uh, especially in the first uh, couple weeks, uh, everybody seemed to be operating uh, uh, pretty good. They... Uh, uh, I don't know that they absolutely enjoyed it, but they uh, thought it was interesting that it was different and uh, gave them an opportunity to, to be home with their family a little bit more. And uh, in some cases, that was needed because of the kids being home and so forth. Uh, so I think it, it, it served its purpose for us. Uh, the employees, uh, uh, after the first couple weeks, uh, we had... We set up a hub at work, and we have a annex next door, and we set a hub up there. And uh, uh, there's still stuff that uh, paper that has to be uh, distributed and, and moved around the uh, business, and uh, we use that as a hub to do that. And so they would stop in, you know, occasionally a couple of days a week, possibly pick stuff up and drop it off. And uh, Thank you. when I was talking to a few of them, they were saying. When are you going to open? I got to get back. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, who knows what's going on at home for crying out loud? And yeah. I guess uh, each one of them would have a little different uh, version of it. Most of them are starting to think, let's come back. You know, uh, they're getting a little anxious about uh, being out there and uh, all the novelty has worn off and they're ready to come <laughs> back in. You yeah. Know? yeah, well, you can open a branch office in downtown Seattle. There's some good. Good business, good good area available. <laughs> yeah, yeah except, except they're just having street parties. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about AACA. We've lost Hershey. Yes. And what what's the scuttlebutt on the uh, annual meeting in February? Um, I think it's still at this point a wait and see on the uh, on the annual meeting. Okay. But going back to Hershey. Um, it's not totally lost. Uh, got a call from uh, the Hershey region, and uh, and also somebody that was uh, involved with the uh, Hershey uh, uh, chapter there. And um, what they decided to do was uh, to um, shut the uh, the uh, the uh, vendor spaces down and everything for that uh, for that week before the show. And then on Saturday, they're still going to try to have the show there. Uh, at this point, they're they're looking at having the show. Good. Uh, so they've set Saturday up to uh, invite the vehicles in for judging and so forth. There, you know. Yeah. And I think the Grand uh, Grand National, uh, they're also going to have. Uh, yeah, have, they said uh, they'll have that. Have you I read? I forget the, exactly where Grand National is. This it's year, at Bulgari's. Uh, I think it's. 
here on the East Coast. Yeah, uh, in Allentown, at, at, at Bulgari's uh, facility up there. The, the Autorama or, or the, no, no, the, the museum? No, the Bulgari jewelry guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah his, his place. place. Yeah, his uh, place, it's, yeah. Uh, what do they call it? Autorama or uh, there's a name for it. Yeah, I don't know. What's that name? now? Bulgari. Bulgari's. Uh, Nicola Bulgari. The, Nicola, his, yeah. his yeah. museum and his restoration shop in Allentown. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm not sure exactly what he calls it, but... Uh, uh, that's a good question. Now, AACA uh, Museum in Hershey uh, is um, is not open yet. I don't no, think. I, I haven't think heard so. that no. it's uh, yeah, open. We're, we're going to have to get Chris Ritter back on to tell us when it's going to open, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't talked to Chris recently, uh, and that would be a good idea for you guys to check in with uh, Chris. And well, Steve and see Moskowitz. Yeah, I, I talked to him yeah, not too long ago, and... and uh, it's kind of interesting, uh, due to the, the the virus situation. The the uh, uh, Grand National, the the uh, if you will, that how they're going to do it. You have to sign a waiver. You have to not uh, this and that. There's all kinds of of things changing. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest challenge for all of these things is right now um, different states have different colors up on the board as to what you can do right and um, so I know here in Pennsylvania a lot of the uh, counties that are outside of the cities uh, far enough uh, are pretty much open for doing what they need to do Uh, however when you get closer to the city which we are uh, there's still limitations on what you can do and uh, still guidelines and so forth. And what I think happens with the people that are running these shows is the unknown. You know, they, they don't know when these things are going to change. So what we've noticed <laughs> is that uh, right away, right in the beginning, uh, all the June stuff was canceled and uh, some of the July stuff. And now we're seeing the July stuff being canceled. Uh so it's a moving target, I think, in terms of whether or not they're going to be able to have these shows. I know here in Pennsylvania, if it's in the wrong location and you have more than 50 people, uh, or you think you're going to have more than 50 people, you can't have it, you know. Well, Carlisle um, is on, though. I mean, Carlisle is going. Really? Yeah, Carlisle is open. Wow. Yeah, they, they were they were really, I mean, last week we called them and asked them what they were doing, and I don't think they even knew last week. But if it's open, um, that doesn't surprise me, you know, because they have been loosening things up here in Pennsylvania. So, well, you know, And especially out that way, uh, that would be a little bit further away from the big cities. So uh, so they they, uh, they could have called it and, and said, let's, let's open. Well, you know? It's the government. So the problem yeah. with that is, okay, um, let's open, but if they wait till the last minute, who knows, you know, who knows it's going to be open, who's going to be there, Well, when and I that talk, type of thing, you know. When I talked to Steve, he said with all of these things, with regards to the car shows, the tours, all of this stuff, check the sponsoring website. I, you know, they're, they're the ones that are going to make the final decision, but if you look at, at the... Uh, uh, I'll read, and I look at several of the websites daily. There, people are still. Carlisle is still rocking and rolling, and I wonder if that has to do with that being a a, a private facility over. 
like Hershey, the, the you know the, the the Hershey facility being a public facility. I wonder if there's some parts of that. Same with Mr. Yeah. Gary. Uh, all those things enter into the decision. I know with uh, the Hershey show, uh, it wasn't just the Hershey region. It was also Hershey Corporation, which is exactly uh, very. Uh, very much involved in, in all the decisions that go along with that show, and I'm sure they were coordinating with uh, Hershey uh, Corporation in terms of uh, whether or not they were going to open. Now, here's the other thing that uh, you probably touched on a little bit, uh, and that is, um, you know, liabilities. And um, the question uh, comes up. Well, let's let's suppose that we do have this show and somebody gets sick and then all of a sudden we're going to get sued. And oh, my kind of God, stuff. yes. So yeah. There's that kind of concern out there uh, uh, also. So uh, I know one of the things that they were talking about even back in the beginning, the first couple of weeks, was um, at, in Washington was the possibility of um, putting some kind of legislation through that would eliminate the possibility of those kinds of lawsuits and um, uh, so there was a lot of give and take there and uh, uh, so far they've not touched it uh, in terms of addressing it from a um, legislative standpoint so I'm not sure what's going to happen there so what that does is it leaves the decision up to the organization or to the township or to whoever's involved in those decisions to decide whether or not they're going to uh, do the show, you know. So uh, what you're pointing out is that the uh, uh, the Carlisle show is certainly individually owned, and uh, they would have to make their own mind up in terms of whether or not they want to risk, uh, you know, getting involved in uh, something down the road. Bob, um, and then at the same time... Uh, uh, you know, you're you're never sure of uh, those kinds of things. You know, you can be sued for anything, yeah. basically. Yeah. Oh my God! Uh, and then if there's an excuse like that to uh, uh, to open up a lawsuit, then uh, we'll probably see them out there. You know, Bob, when when this all started happening, and and I I think I mentioned this to you when we were talking before. This has reminded me a lot of when I was working at a radio station and Kennedy was assassinated, and you turn around and you reach for the book. What do you do when a president's assassinated? Did you turn around in your in your executive suite and look for the book that said, "What do you do when there's a pandemic?" And uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, well, we laugh, but I mean, you know, you had to have that feeling. Where is that book? You know, and I'm sure there are a lot of them being written right now, but. Uh, you know, this, yeah, is, this it, is a whole new it, chapter. You're right, Dave. And in retrospect, uh, a lot of people uh, have said, well, we've learned a lot of lessons. Let's go ahead and put these things down and, and make sure that next time we have an issue like this, we can respond a little bit better. And we've done the same thing. I mean, we've uh, we've had uh, a lot of challenge, actually, in the beginning, uh, getting everybody out and, and remotely uh, operating took us several days uh it uh was working their ass off for uh more than uh you know more than 12 hours a day i can tell you and uh and just trying to get everybody out there and what would you have done what would you have Uh, done 20 years ago you have all kinds of issues that that uh 
that you're going to run into. You got to make uh, decisions on the fly and and uh, hope they're the right ones and and uh, and and uh, just uh, learn from it if you, if it if it's a mistake and then go on from there. You know, Bob. What if, what if you were looking at this uh, twenty twenty five years ago? Our high tech was basically telephones. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, I mean, this uh, talking about it, it, it uh, it's crippled a lot of folks. But if it was twenty, twenty-five years ago, without computers, a lot of folks wouldn't be going back to business. Well, I mean, that's true. You wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be able to do what we're doing now uh, across the whole country. We wouldn't be able to do what we're doing now. Well, uh, uh, I think, of course, the reaction probably would have been different to it. Uh, uh, communication back 25 years ago wasn't what it was today, and uh, a lot of what's going on with with this uh, COVID thing had to do with communication and reaction to all the uh, the news and all that kind of stuff, uh, which is instantaneous nowadays. Uh, so uh, it probably would have been uh, a different. Uh, reaction on the part of everybody back 25 years ago you know you're right the infrastructure wasn't there like it is today so we've been helped out quite a bit by this uh uh the abilities that we have from a uh, electronic standpoint uh and um uh we we look back on it and we say you know we were (laughs) we were fortunate to be able to put together the necessary equipment and and uh capabilities and uh keep everything going you know the only problem is is like what happened last week when the lights go out in georgia so do the computers and uh bob was <laughs> was going to yeah. be on last week and right before the show started we lost power here in yeah. sandy springs and uh that meant that we couldn't even communicate uh without the cell phone and uh uh, we had no power for our computers, no power for our telephone system. We and it uh, was well after ten before we got power again, and uh, it literally played havoc with <laughs> with our computers being down. We have we have backups, but they went out after a couple of hours, and uh, it was over a couple of hours that the lights were off in Georgia. So. Yeah. You know, technology is great as long as you have the... As long um, as it works. As long as it works. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think wanted... you're right. I think a lot of companies do have redundancy uh, built in, uh, but sometimes that's limited, like you said, to uh, maybe an hour or two. And uh, during that time, if you don't bring a gen- big generator in and get it hooked up and ready to go again, uh, you're still out of luck, you know. Um We've had that situation where we've had to bring a generator in uh, uh, with our situation in, in Upper Darby about 10 years ago. We had a flood in the area, had lost all the electricity. So we ended up uh, making the executive decision to go out and get one of those big generators and uh, hooked it up to the building. And thank God we did because uh, it was about 14 days, I think, before they had the electric back up for us. Wow. Uh, Bob, I, I can't say that I'm not sure I've ever done this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, it's time to take a break, but I who better to talk about their company and do a commercial for their company than the president of that company? Can you, so would, would you mind giving us a commercial, Bob? Sure, yeah. So... Um, uh, for all the folks out there in the hobby, uh, 
we're uh, if you're already a customer, we're we're definitely uh, capable of servicing your needs during all this time. Uh, going back to the first day, we've been able to service all the needs of our customers. Um, so feel free to give us a call. We'll be uh, more than more than happy to help you out on those those type of things. Uh, anyone that's looking uh, to insure one of those uh, cars that uh, uh, Steve is saying 30, 30% cheaper right now, uh, <laughs> go out and get that they car, are. give us a call, yeah. and we'll uh, set Amazing. you up on some really good and specialized antique automobile insurance. And uh, uh, for those people that uh, may or may have a, a few claims, we're still open for business there, and we'll be happy to service those claims uh, uh if you have the need, and uh, we're just uh, ready to go. And, and by the way, uh, if you can't get through J.C. Taylor, just call Steve Ronaldo at home. He's got Bob's home telephone number. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll work. With yeah, you. I can give yeah. you some uh, <laughs> communication uh, numbers. I think you probably already have those going, but uh, it's one eight hundred three four five eight two nine zero. And uh, it's uh, jctaylor.com is uh, the website. Yeah, so you can I, go in either gotcha. direction. If you go yeah. on the website, you can get a quick quote and a, uh, download an application uh, for your particular state. All the states have different applications and forms that have to be filled out. So uh, you can do that by just going into the uh, website there. I, I, well, bet, you're, I bet your uh, IT guy has broken out, broken out in a sweater, too, hasn't he? <laughs> you know, like I said, my poor IT staff, uh, we have uh, several of them involved in it. Uh, the first uh, first 10 days was uh, just uh, uh, very difficult for them. They were working uh, at least 12 hours a day uh, trying to get these things going. And uh, not, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you, uh, we were talking just a little bit ago, you discover things uh, during these processes where uh, you thought you had everything under control, <laughs> and you didn't. So um, it, there was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, extra effort going on there to, to get everything. And then the other thing, too, is during a situation like this where the whole country is being clobbered with these needs, uh, equipment, and um you know, just cables and things like that that you might need. Uh, they're not always available. You know, so you got to scramble like heck to find what you need to do uh, to put everything in, in in its proper place. You know, I, I think as everyone was looking at this, and I think we're going to have an effect uh, with the with the riots and so forth. But there's a domino effect, and people don't look at it. They look at the, uh, or a lot of people don't, but they look at the immediate and what's happening, but. You don't know who else, just like you said, uh, all of a sudden the electronic store down the street from you is swamped. They no, they may not have toilet paper, but they don't have cables either. Yeah, I mean, every every uh, thing that we were looking for in terms of equipment for the IT uh, was, a, uh, was an effort, you know. We did end up getting what we needed, but sometimes it was a delayed situation or sometimes it took a lot of... Uh, Investigating to find out where we could get it, yeah. and so we we called on all all possible resources to get the job done, and we were fortunate that uh, everything did eventually fall into place. Yeah. Hey, Bob, go, going back for a minute and, and refresh my memory, but 
few years ago we talked to you on the radio and we were talking about resto mods and street rods and special insurance and things like that and I think you do that on a special case basis, don't you? Yes, we um, we have uh, uh, two categories. We have the antique autos, and then we have the modified vehicles. And most of those vehicles you're talking about will come into the modified uh, right. vehicle. Uh, it's really not too much different. There's a little bit of difference in the pricing uh, on the uh, on the modified vehicles, but. Um, uh, everything from a liability standpoint is the same. Uh, there's probably a difference in terms of the values sometimes on the uh, modified vehicles. Uh, the big difference in the modified vehicles is that almost every one of them is unique, you know, so it's a, uh, a challenge sometimes to figure out exactly what the value of that vehicle should be. So much of those uh, modified vehicles uh when uh, the hobbyists out there are putting their vehicles together, uh, they're usually adding uh, uh, their own personal touches there. Uh, and uh, and what happens is it's really hard to call, call the values on those things. But um, uh, what we do is we ask them to uh, kind of break it down uh, so much for the... Um, for the body of the car, so much for the wheels, so much for the engines, so much for the uh, paint job, and uh, and then the extras that go into it, um, and try to break it down so uh, it gives us an idea that the value uh, that we're talking about or uh, that the customer is talking about is uh, at least reasonable, you know. Yeah. Well, and it's it, it one other thing that it's like there were. 12, I think, Hemi-Cuda convertibles, and 15 of the original 12 are still around. Mm. So have you ever run into a situation like that where you got some counterfeit cars and they've, they've had an incident? Do you, how, how they, do you ever figure that out? I mean, it's just the toughest thing. Yeah, that's really hard. It, yeah, and uh, we know it's out there. Yeah. Well, that's our, uh, our one of our jobs, of course, uh, from our perspective, is uh, the underwriters have to uh, do enough due diligence going into it to find out that what we're talking about is the real thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, now, I'm not going to tell you that uh, sometimes something might slip through the cracks and we end up with a claim on a car like that and we, we discover, hey, we missed this one, you know? But... Um, uh, that's uh, that's just something that um, uh, we have to be careful about going into it. Uh, our basic approach on uh, both the antiques and the modifieds is, look, uh, let's talk about the value of this car, and uh, there's give and take there, and then we call it an agreed value. Uh, we end up agreeing to what the final value is going to be for the insurance, and uh that's what we'll, that's what how we get the uh, the agreed value on the uh, on the policies. Bob, it's uh, a combination of the uh, the insured and and the underwriter working together on that. Bob, okay. at that point, at that level, you're negotiating with somebody like Steve or or Jim, but uh, <laughs> have and I wouldn't want to negotiate with Steve at all. But anyway, um, with that said, have has the technology helped you in that? Uh, 
today in that uh, you could tell Steve, well, okay, I want a picture of the car. And, you know, he instantly sends you a picture. Or I want a picture of the uh, the number on it, you know, or whatever. Can, sure. Do you all go back and forth like that? And has it helped in your in your? Yeah, process? it's actually uh, part of the process that the underwriter goes through. And, you know, the technology that we have today, you can use your phone, take a picture of it, and then just email it right to the underwriter, and he can take a look at it right away. If he doesn't like the angle or he wants another picture or something, he, he can just tell him well, you guys are, another one of the rear end of the car or something like that. You guys and, do require uh, appraisal. It really sometimes. does help to have those kinds of capabilities. Uh, the underwriters, uh, you know, look at the... Uh, Capability, especially of the photograph. What what uh, what might have taken part. what might have taken weeks in the past can literally be done now in days, correct? Or seconds. I mean, we're talking about instantaneous, really. If you take a picture, you can actually in moments you can actually uh, text that or um, send it to the uh, or email it to the um, to the underwriter. You know. Or I know you guys have required appraisals too. Well. Uh, appraisals are uh, another situation. What what we do with appraisals is um, certainly if somebody has an appraisal, we we will take a look at it. Uh, the uh, the basic uh, underwriting approach on appraisals is to um, ask for one only when we think it's outside of the market value of of, uh, of what we see. So if we get a uh, car that's uh, expected, the insured expects to over-insure it, uh, and uh, and we can't come to some kind of an agreement on the value, then we may ask for a appraisal on that vehicle. Now, it's ex- exponential. Uh, the more valuable the car, the more important that appraisal might be. You know, so. Um, so we're we're definitely looking for uh, an appraisal when somebody is uh, not in the in the ball game in terms of the values that we're we're expecting to see. Uh, the other thing is there are, as you guys know, there's also the type of vehicle that is, uh, you know, so unique that that there aren't any uh, ways to establish the value of it, uh, at least not easily, anyway. And in that case, then we uh, we ask for an appraisal uh, to uh, just to make sure that um, uh, in the end, if there ever is a claim, that that it'll be something that can be uh, handled readily and, and not be questioned or go into a lot of gymnastics about what it really should have been insured for. That's interesting. I I, I think you are unique in that business. If I'm not mistaken, when it comes to special stuff and and resto mods, I don't I don't know too many yeah, guys. Yeah, they call that award that they like Foos wins all the time. What do they yeah, call it? Oh, the Riddler award. The Riddler award car. Yeah. Boy, that would be tough. Yeah. So when they knock them for a half a million dollars for a street rod, that would be tough. Yeah, I think Bob just passed out at a half a million dollars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame um, With this stuff going on, the local regions used to buy uh, or get policies for their event, uh, you know, their one or two day 
event. Are you guys still? Uh, you know, has that changed at all with uh, with this stuff happening? What event? Well, Dave, can you uh, repeat that for me? <laughs> That was Steve. No, what yeah, I know, but yeah. I, could, I can't. Steve oh. seems to be very light in the background. Yeah, the the uh, one or two. Uh, the, question. Yeah, the one one or two day event insurance for a, for a local club. Is that? Have you guys changed your thoughts on doing that stuff with this? No. Uh, well, we we insure uh, most of the antique automobile clubs throughout the country, and. Um, what we've noticed about that with the COVID thing is that uh, um, they're not having the shows. Uh, no. Uh, and the reason that I say that is because the, um, um, you know, the different uh, clubs and so forth will call us and ask us for a certificate of insurance. And uh, we're seeing very few of those. Uh, some of the ones that we are getting are, are out into the future, you know, but the, especially the ones from uh, uh, recently. We've noticed that uh, most of June was pretty much canceled. Uh, even into July, they've canceled a lot of the shows uh, uh, where they need certificates for those uh, for those shows. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we are getting a trickle of uh, requests for certificates for August. So some of them are rolling the dice thinking that they might be able to get away with it uh, towards the end of the summer, I guess, and into the fall. Uh, but, but Bob, do you do any track events where, how do I put it? Like uh, Porsche track yeah, days. Yeah, driver education events and things like that. Yeah. Do you do any of that? We usually do not. Uh, we put that into a category of uh, potentially being a racing situation. Yeah, which in most policies uh, is excluded, uh, and depends on the different states too as to whether or not it's excluded. But uh, most policies uh, will exclude racing in their uh, in their definitions uh, of exclusions, and uh, so we we try to stay away from from that uh, as much as possible. There are companies that actually specialize in that type of thing. Uh, most of them are related to the tracks that that have, uh, you know, regular racing events, and they have their own uh, master policies. And then they, uh, those companies usually will find a way for uh, a customer to buy that one-day coverage that they need uh, from a specialty uh, carrier that does that type of thing, you know. Yeah. Bob, Bob, may I give you a scenario, and, and I don't mean to be putting you on the spot by any <laughs> means, but, okay, uh, we we have this uh, uh, different way of doing business now, and I decide I, I, I've gone online, I buy a Model A in uh, Roanoke, Virginia, or whatever, and so I, I call up J.C. Taylor, and I get the car covered, and then I say, and by the way, I'm going to have it brought to me in Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to have a transport pick it up and bring it to me. Do you have a special policy, or is there any special policy for the the transport, the carrier that's going to bring it to me, or do we rely on the carrier to have his own insurance that he's not going to destroy the car? Or what? 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 What does a person do? Well, it's a combination. Number one, we would insure the antique car uh, for that customer. 
and he would have coverage through his policy with us. Uh, the carrier, uh, if they're a commercial carrier and doing things the right way, they will also have a, um, uh, a policy uh, to cover the cargo that they're that they're transporting and and, uh, and so uh, what would usually happen with a situation like that is we'd get a call and say look we got a claim here so we would uh, usually in a case where there's a question we would go ahead and honor uh, our policy for the customer make him whole take care of him and then we would do something called subrogation and we would subrogate against the commercial carrier uh, to get reimbursed for whatever damages we felt that they were negligent uh, in doing, you know. Okay, that that's good. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good. That's a that's something to know. That right. that's why I, I you know I I think it's important for people that are going to get their their cars transported to be really careful about the, the guys that do it. Yeah. I mean, some of these. Well, they have to be a bonded things. carrier and. I don't know if they have to be, but... Well, they should be. Um, Yeah, I think in terms of the carriers that are out there, uh, you know, if you go to Hemmings or uh, any one of those national magazines, you'll see quite a few of those carriers out there. Most of them are are, uh, pretty reasonable in terms of the cost, and they're pretty close to the same uh, cost uh, uh, throughout the... uh, commercial carriers there. Uh, I mean, you're going to get probably different numbers. Uh, the farther you have to go, <laughs> uh, the more uh, shopping you should probably do for a policy with those commercial carriers. But a lot of the traditional antique automobile carriers, uh, they do a good job and they, they give you a fair price and, and uh, they know what they're doing in terms of the, the cars and so forth. So you're better off probably going with a uh, Antique automobile carrier. Uh, yeah, I I, I kind of think so. So, anyway, this is just a really odd time in in this this hobby and business right now. It, it's just really weird. I've never seen anything like it before. Uh, and I, I would uh, second that motion. And uh, uh, our hope is that look, hopefully, we get through this thing and. Uh, put it behind us and we get back to our regular lives uh, I hope so as soon as possible yeah, you know you know that we you talk like I talked to, to Steve Moskowitz and a few of the other guys and the question is how you know all these changes in in things how how much how will be how ma- how many of these things will become permanent in our in our hobby I I, I wonder I really do wonder. Yeah. Well, it's like vintage sports car racing has opened up, and and there's there's no spectators, but the drivers and and if they have any crew with them, if they're not in the car racing, they have to wear a face mask or they're penalized. Yeah. And it's, it's that, really it's really that, weird. It's, it's that it's tight, odd. It's odd. You can't even get caught in the pits or in your trailer area without a mask on. I love the other thing that they're doing. They're pumping in sound from other races and uh, <laughs> to make it to make it feel like you're, you know, uh, and yelling and screaming and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, you know. They're going to have to do that at the sports events when they open up the uh, yes. uh yeah. professional sports and the college sports they're going to have to pump in some uh 
artificial uh, cheering, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, it really is weird. Have you read some of the the, the stuff about about Hershey? Especially that's the ba- that's the granddaddy that determines a lot of what happens. Yeah, and and some of the the uh, stuff on the websites is just bizarre. Yeah, and I just uh, <clears throat> hope that um, you know it doesn't impact too much on the hobby um, and uh, in a negative way. And uh, got our fingers crossed, you know. Well, I, I think that this, you know, again, we'll we'll stick with with Hershey, which is the 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 granddaddy deal. I hope that the region and A A A A C A use this off time to to address some of the 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 issues and well again I was just staying with, with Hershey like you know yourself even in the in the the chocolate fields there are rows with only one in two flea market guys and those poor guys over in the orange field way the other side of of the giant center there's no activity over there I'd like to see Hershey I'd like to see him consolidate some of this stuff. And Re- not, reorganize. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. something that they uh, would probably consider. I think, you know, it's it's been in the last 10 years that we've noticed those gaps in the uh, flea markets, yeah, not just at uh, Hershey, but also at uh, Carlisle. Uh, I mean, if you go back 15 years at Carlisle, uh, people that had spots that wanted to uh, sell them uh, they were getting big bucks for them. Now you can't give them away over uh, Carlisle. You know, it's that type of a uh, situation. And I think what's happened is, look, uh, you know, folks uh, back in the day uh, would walk up and down the aisles looking for their parts. And you remember having signs on their front yeah. and back saying, I'm yeah. looking yes. for this, yeah, sandwich this sandwich gap George. or something. Yeah. And, uh walking up down the aisles looking for those kinds of things and nowadays uh it's so much easier from a uh automated standpoint to just get on the world wide web and and uh find it's it not fun. that much easier and and then it's yeah. uh, overnight free delivery or whatever yeah, but it's uh, not bob, fun bob, it's not uh, fun bob can you answer this i understood that uh, each year at hershey there was some Guy that wore very strange looking hats walking around, or on an uh, electric scooter, on or electric scooter. Uh-huh. Do you know? Have you heard any rumors about that? And what's happened to that guy? <laughs> no, I think I think they put him in jail for like twenty years or something like that. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know. Well, you know. I, I, I wanted to get a, I, I wanted to expose myself, and the cop said, "I don't care what you do." <laughs> no, not at the, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> but but I hope they do. I hope they can try to do something and use like put everything over towards the old stadium, and I and and use that. Make some parking. I know the old guy across the street in the farm that makes a million dollars those four days will be kind of mad. But if you if we had some nice parking and stuff, I, I really blacktop. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think there could there, this could be a benefit to Hershey if they do it correctly. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh well, Steve, send send them a suggestion, and uh, well, we t- this sure is a constant discussion, point. especially coming from you. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody pays attention to that, don't yeah. they? But, you know, I think now this this is one of the, the areas that keeps getting up on the AACA uh, websites, and I, I really hope they, they take this time to do to do some soul-searching and, and do some positive, yeah. you know, changing here. Well, I, I, the other thing is, and this is just a question I'm going to throw out, when you go to the National, Grand National, or, or you go to Hershey to the car show, are they going to make you wear a mask? That may still be going on. They are. I At this point, they are. And in uh, Allentown, the Grand National, you have to be an AACA member. You have to sign a waiver. And you they want you to to, to practice the social distancing stuff. Yeah. And I don't know how that's, you know, that's this year. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting when you go to these things in the next few years that not only do you have to show your your uh, ID, uh, a picture ID, but you also have to show your vaccination certificate. <laughs> well, for you what? know, that's, that's true, guys. One of the things that, that uh, is going to be a factor going on yeah. for quite a while, even even after they probably open up the, uh, the rest of the country, the psychological factor, you know, you have so many folks that uh, are in high-risk territory. Yeah, old guys, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so all three of us, all three of us. Yeah, here. they just probably won't even risk coming out, whereas before they would have, you know. And uh, yeah. so you're going to have a lot of the psychological uh, impact uh, going on for quite a while after this thing, you know. Yeah, I, it's interesting. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting to see what, what, how how things will permanently yeah. change. Bob, I want to take this opportunity to uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for putting up with uh, Georgia Power uh, last week, <laughs> and uh, and for Steve this week, and for, and with Steve. <laughs> Why well, you just can't win, can you? Yeah, I don't even try. <laughs> but anyway, we always appreciate you coming yeah. on, and we appreciate that you have been a sponsor of the Classic Car Show for years and years, and we do appreciate it. And if you're needing insurance for your classic car, or your street rod, or whatever you might have, give J.C. Taylor a call. Uh, I know Steve swears by you, and at least that's better I swear than at him, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I hope you've had a good time, and we do appreciate yeah. it. Uh, You're the best, Bob. Thanks. Hey, thanks, yeah. guys. I really appreciate being with you, and uh, thanks to all our customers and potential customers out there. Uh, we're here for you. Thank you. And we'll be talking to you again real soon. And if you ever need us, just give us a holler, Bob. We're here. Thank you, Steve. Bye. See you. Take care. Bye. Take care, Steve. Yep. Jim. Bye. Take care. Bye now. Thanks. You too. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.